Okay, so well, back to our uh, thought around the data stack that you're putting right. together when this shift happened, when you looked at webbing as well and started to build this underlying data setup of uh, user profiling and event right. attributes. So a lot of things that come in the way. So we'd love to understand a little more about what was the thought process that went into building the original data stack. Right. Uh, in the me, new version got of it. it. Let me take a step back and tell yeah. you what the pieces of our data stack are, right? And there's very, very rich data. One is the hardcore demographic data that we get from KYC, very, very standard format. For us, it also comes from a very trusted source. So there is so it's no, as authentic as it can, it's get. As authentic as it can mm -hmm. get. There are no gaps. There are no uh, you know 100%. things that we have to bridge or assume or guess. Uh, the second set of data is all of the credit related data that we get from the bureaus. Mm -hmm. How is the customer's credit score? How many loans he has taken? How long has he been active? Credit card user, not a credit card user, gold loan user, not a gold loan user, so on and so forth. And many, many you basically make each of these into user attributes and attributes, yes. And it's a user profile. Correct. Uh, the third data source for us has been uh, our digital footprint. Is the customer an user of Ola? Is a user of Uber? Is a Swiggy user? Is a Zomato user? How frequently does he travel? Does he do a lot of train travel? Does but he do a are lot these of all, let's say, metamorphosed into some sort of a summary score, or is this all no, maintained as raw info? What we are doing is, so this is what we call as we create these as features. Sure. These are also what feed into our machine learning model Correct. for this thing, but we store them uh, as, as raw data as well. As well, because we use them in a lot of ways. It could be a variety other of other ways. Well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and the third data for us is the behavioral data. How often mm -hmm. does he open the app? When was the last time he took a loan? Mm -hmm. How often mm -hmm. does he take a loan? Mm -hmm. Whether he pays back on time, pays back within the first five days of the due date, pays back within the first 20 days of the due date. So, so a lot of so derived so data as well, right? This is the, yes. the user has a few events, but that translates into a bunch of different Correct. subsequent variables. Correct. And now with Ring, we are getting an additional layer of data, which is where does Merchants he use it? Pass. Where does he use it? Uh, what kind of purchase is he making with the credit? Sure. Uh, are there a lot of small ticket transactions or a few high ticket transactions or one transaction a month that he's just doing? Is he taking the money into his bank account or using it for UPI or using it for online? All of this is the data we get. In addition to all of this, of course, we get a bunch of data from, say, an app store. Where, where did we acquire the from? Hmm. Uh, we get a lot of data from Mixpanel. We are using Mixpanel's analytics and how is he navigating the app? Right. Uh, whether he's using English or is he using Hindi? All of that data comes in. All of this flows back to our systems. Hmm. And we have many systems. We have a, a transactional database, which holds the transactional data and the KYC data. We have a uh, unstructured database, Mongo, which is holding all the digital footprint. Right. Uh, and our features are going to our feature store, uh, which stores all of these features for machine learning purposes. But from what it sounds like, it's safe to say that this is all reasonably well unified for you. Correct. It's the user entity across all of these systems that stitched together. You can, if you wanted to, of course, it might have quasi-legal privacy, whatever issues, but technically you have one guy's record with just about everything put together. Absolutely. And so we, we have a, a data warehouse in Snowflake, which where all of this is unified. Sure. We want to make sure that the data is easily accessible. By mm -hmm. the way, just to put the privacy uh, lens to it, the raw data flows into Snowflake and the raw data layer is not accessible to anyone in the Correct. organization. The first level of rollup that we do in mm. Snowflake strips every single PI data. Identifiable information. Uh, mm. So all of a sudden you have a bunch of very rich data, no but way to map it back. Can't to do customer. anything with it. And of course, uh, the only very, very uh, involved analytics people get access to in the first level of rolled up data. Mm. Most people operate at what we call the second level of rollup, right. where you're actually rolling up into a lot more meaningful attributes. Much more uh, aggregated sorts. Correct. And mm. that's where the richness lies, Correct. the complexity is reduced because they don't have to do any, any, any more computation. And this layer, the second layer of roll-up is what forms the basis for almost every interaction that we do with Correct. the customer. Uh, this is also the data that flows into WebEngage for us. That's Correct. the layer that we basically mm. uh, 
post to web engage and that's where we decide our cohorts that we, that's where we decide our flows and campaigns and everything 